a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Effortless TJ. And this is Jaren the Tryhard. <laughs> and this week we are talking about the 30th law. Make your accomplishments seem effortless. All right, Jaren, can you translate that for us? Help us understand. So you know how you have that cousin or that friend who you have that that uh, rival rivalry with where yeah. you guys are always playing some kind of sport or you playing video games and he might always be better than you and he always will say this one line and it's I ain't even trying <laughs> well the translation for this week is I ain't even trying oh okay yeah um i've heard that many times in my childhood i ain't even playing for real because see right. if i was really playing i would have got flawless you only hit me twice but exactly if I, if I really wanted to play you wouldn't even touch me though this dude you playing <laughs> mortal Kombat, and he's doing all the fatalities and babalities and friendships and everything and you right. can't even get a punch in yeah, man. No, I get two punches in. And then if he was trying hard, I wouldn't have got that one in. Then he'd be like, I ain't even trying. So that's the translation. <laughs> I ain't even playing for real. <laughs> that's the translation for the week. Yep, that works. All right. So a few words from the OG. Your actions must seem natural and executed with ease. All toil and practice that go into them and also all the clever tricks must be concealed. When you act... Act effortlessly as if you could do much more. Avoid the temptation of revealing how hard you work. It only raises questions. Teach no one your tricks or they will be used against you. Man, there's a quote by a wise young man that goes by the name Dwayne Carter, a.k.a. Wheezy F. Baby, B.K.A. Lil Wayne. And the quote is, repetition Tunchy. is the father of learning. All right? And in that same spirit, there was a wise young man who has a quote. And this young man, his name is Tegeus, a.k.a. Okay. TJ. Okay. And what TJ says is, practice is the father of preparation. All right? So when it's time to perform, you want to be great. You want to prepare because winging it, going off the cuff, going off the top, being impromptu, it's not usually the cleanest way. So, wait a minute. You made that up yourself? That that practice is the father of preparedness? Preparation. Preparation? Yeah, TJ has made that up. A.K.A. Back in, TJ. Back in um, circa 1999, 2000? <laughs> I didn't make it up back then. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, was, you, I was you was ahead of your time, man. Yeah, man, I was cha- I was channeling the young TGS right there. I was I was channeling that guy. I think I threw away my my uh, book where I wrote all my stuff in because I also had like a list of the girls I was smashing. So, <laughs> so, so I don't got you can't my keep that. So yeah, I had to get rid of that once. Yeah, I got married. Your book so. of quotes. You had to get rid of that. Right. I, I got you. I got you. 
But anyway, being impromptu, man, it's not always the cleanest way. So with that said, once you perform and kill it, nobody wants to hear about how hard you worked or how hard it was to get there. We don't want to hear about the road you took. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's much more amazing when you make it look easy. The spectators, they're looking at you and you're doing it so effortlessly. Yeah. And one thing that jumped out um, to me about what you just said or what the OG just said, um, the part about concealing your uh, what was it? What, how did he put it? He says that you need to uh, conce- your clever tricks. You want to you want to conceal them all the toil and the practice that go into what you're doing. You okay. want to conceal that. So what that reminded me of, because, you know, I was uh, my, my, my son, he was a part of a um, nationally ranked number six in the nation in the 10 uh, unlimited uh, football category. Um, number 10 in the nation go Seminoles Um, humble brag okay so so uh, we were blowing teams out and so rather than showing our entire playbook like because we knew people were there scouting so we would stop you know we would just put the second team in run the same play for the rest of the you know by by time second half came up Right. You know what I'm saying? So we were concealing like our true power because you don't want like these guys that are there scouting you to see what's really in your playbook. Because some of those teams, I mean, they might have been able been able to give us a run for our money, but come on. For real. Nobody <laughs> nobody around here was able to, so Right. You had to go out of state to get some real competition. Right. Huh? Right. So I mean so Definitely, like in sports, and when that when something's like that is happening, and you're in a blowout. There's no reason to be showing all your playbook, conceal, conceal your yep. secrets. Yep, that makes sense. And I was just talking about winging it, and how you don't want to wing it typically because it's not as polished, and it doesn't look as good. It doesn't look as easy. But there are some people who yeah, are able to wing it definitely. and make it look good. But don't get it confused, though. Those people, they didn't just wake up winging it. It took them years and years and years of practice and preparation to be able to get to the point where they can wing it and make it look so simple. You know what? That reminds me of uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps, he'll do like a comedy special. And by the way, you, you do look like the great value Mike Epps. (laughs) <laughs> the great value get out of here talk. shut up so he um so so he he seems like he's winging it on his stand-up like yeah he just says a lot of random stuff it doesn't seem very polished that works for some people i guess but i remember at that time i was like heavy into watching a whole bunch of stand-up and everything and yep. he i didn't find a, much pleasure out of watching his compared to some of the other guys Oh, really? Yeah, I guess it was just his um, perceived unpreparedness kind of put me off. And so, you know, when you look at somebody like uh, Chris Rock, like Like Chris Chris Rock, Rock, Chris Rock had that one special where he was like in New York and Africa and like somewhere else. And they kept cutting in between all three shows and everything he said, like was lining up in all three shows. Right. You know, his 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 bit was the same for all three. And but Chris Rock is looked at as one of, you know, the gods of comedy. 
You know what? I have a comedy experience as well. I just went to go see the guy Jeff Garland, the guy from uh, Daddy Daycare. Yeah. He was the co-star of Daddy Daycare. And I saw him at the at the improv, the Hollywood improv. Dude was mad funny. And he did not really have any jokes. It appeared that he didn't come up there with any jokes. Mm-hmm. What he did was he got on stage. He talked about what the set looked like. He made it funny. He talked about people in the front row. He made it funny. He talked about people in the back. He made it funny. He talked about because it was a chick who looked like a teenager. Uh, she looked like she was younger than 18. I think you have to be 18 or 21 to get in there. But she looked like she was underage. He made a, a, a set out of that, a joke out of that. And he made it funny. And although he might have prepared for that joke and he was just picking any teenager out of the crowd. I mean, because you can totally do that. Pick somebody who looks young and pick on them, right? Right. But it looked so effortless. Like he just walked up on the stage, looked around, talked about whatever came to mind and made it funny it looked like he didn't even work dog like i felt like he walked up in there made us all laugh got a check and went home and went to sleep yeah see like he didn't even practice for it but but you feel like he he did that and really didn't prepare but you think he might have probably had some of those jokes canned either either a some of the jokes were canned right or b he does it so much he's so good at it he's prepared so much that he can go and wing it and be natural and be funny i know like you don't you don't so you hear about naturals right but you don't just come out of the womb as a natural you don't just wake up and be a natural you might have some of the traits that make you good at what you do and that kind of makes you a natural but you have to work at it to be good enough to be helmed as a great of whatever you're doing yeah i know like I look up to people like Deezus and Mero, and they are definitely winging it on there when they do their podcast and their show. Right. Those guys are no doubt winging it. And I think that's just a special talent that they particularly have. But every, like you said, most people probably can't do that and exactly. make it good. So. And they make it look like you can just get up there and just be yourself and tell jokes, right? They make it look effortless. Right. But if we actually saw the inside of when they don't get the jokes right or when they go back and forth i mean because it takes time it takes practice if we would have saw the early beginnings of them coming to be it might not have been as good you know what i'm saying yeah so the og tells us that nature does not reveal its tricks what imitates nature by appearing effortless approximate nature's power so nature doesn't practice to get that rainbow yep Nature isn't up all night trying to get that scenic view so you can be in awe once you view it. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of happens. And that's what makes it amazing. That's why nature appears to be so powerful. Hmm. I think that's what I think that's what the OG was getting at with that. And we should strive to be as amazing as nature. So for those who believe in God, God created nature. Therefore, nature is godlike and we should make our actions appear to be effortless and godlike okay i have no that part was me that wasn't the og right there that was all you know those tedious <laughs> tedious yeah anyway <laughs> we're talking about making things look effortless and how trashy it looks all right that was kind of strong i had to say trashy uh how not so great it looks when 
it's not as effortless. This made me think about, let's say, the dunk contest. Have you seen the dunk contest recently, Doug? Um, yeah. Well, actually, I, I didn't even watch this last one. <laughs> they're not keep. They're not keeping your interest no more, huh? Mm, no. I mean, I think I saw a little piece. I saw the last round. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. Because yeah, that's really all that matters. But at the end of the day, man, it sucks. When a dude tries to do the spectacular dunk, he almost gets it, but he misses it. He tries it a second time, and he misses it, and he gets it on the third attempt. Sure, when he gets it that third time, it's spectacular. But it's spectacular when you get it the first time. When you don't make it the first time, man, I just saw you working so hard to get right. that dunk, and the harder you worked, it lost all of its special value. Yeah, you let the cat out the bag. We know the dunk you're going for. Like, with something like a dunk contest, you already did all the spins, you put it through your legs, and you reversed it, and you missed it twice. That little piece of it actually going through the the, the basketball hoop isn't that special anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it, it's, just, it's just a one little part of it. Like, we already saw you do all the tricks and stuff, so... Yeah, so once you once you finally piece it together, I've watched you crochet that whole act together. And once you finally get the little ball in the hole part, you just killed it. But when you execute it on the first attempt, it looks amazing, looks effortless. And you get the feeling like, how the hell did he do that? How did he think of that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. like Michael Jordan didn't have three times, you know, to dunk it from the free throw line. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins wasn't doing it three times. J.R. Ryder, he didn't put the, the ball through his legs three times. He just got it off the first try. Right. Vince Carter, when he put his elbow in a goal, he didn't do it three times. Bro. One and done. D. Brown, <laughs> D. Brown, when he came and covered up his face and, and, and dunked it, yeah, he, yeah. That wasn't three times, dog. He just did it once. That's why that magic is gone. Yeah, man. So let that be the example, man. Think of life as that dunk contest, man. Don't don't let everybody see all the hard work because you kill it. You kill it for the crowd, man. All the spectators, you kill it for us. The OG also says that you need to keep your effort and your tricks to yourself. And you seem to have grace and ease of a God. And we discussed this before, man. If you at work. And you want everyone to know how late you're working. You're going out of your way to shoot those emails at 9.46 p.m. CCing everybody and their mama so you can show off that you're working late. Right. You look weak, man. You look desperate. You look like you can't get your work done in a timely fashion. That's what all that looks like. Yeah. um, In the gaming world, they actually have a term for this. And it's called a tryhard. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, and I prepared myself. I prepared today, um, trying to follow this uh, this law. And so, <laughs> I prepared a little bit, but I guess I, actually I'm, I'm breaking this law by saying that I prepared, huh? There you go, you t- dog. Come on, man. Hold on, I'm hold on. All you okay. the cat out the bed. Let me let me start over. So yeah, man, there's this term in the gaming world called tryhards. I'm sure you know it. Um, <laughs> I just know it off the top of my head, and right, basically right. it just means you know all gaming. Exactly. It's a derogatory term for a person that usually doesn't have that much talent, who tries hard to succeed, especially through imitation, usually to gain fame or popularity. 
I remember there's this uh, this gamer called Chris Move. He even made a song about tryhards. People get mad at people who are trying hard <laughs> at in video games, and they'll call you 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 effing tryhard. And <laughs> wait, you know what? Where, where where are we at in America now, bro? I thought trying hard like where's the you know you get the A for effort. Like nope. whatever happened to that? Nah, man. How come me trying hard to be great is a bad? It's thing? not an A for effort. Like this law saying, it should be effortless. It should appear effortless. Right. So you shouldn't you shouldn't appear to be doing too well. You know, if you're a low ranking player on Call of Duty, you know you're just level fourteen, but you just went sixty and five. They're gonna call you a tryhard. <laughs> All right, maybe so. I'm just that great though. The, the gaming community doesn't see it that way. All right, you got to be one of the the gods of YouTube gaming, or if you're if you're not one of them guys, you're a tryhard. <laughs> it's like it's like the it's some getting called a tryhard in the gaming world is kind of like being called a thug, you know, on CNN <laughs> or, or in, the, in the comments on the Facebook or something. You know, yeah. they you know, they call you a thug and it's just kind of like a stinging kind of name to call a person. It's like, well, oh, yeah, man, thug. Yeah. A try hard. You don't want to be called a try hard. Nah, man. And just think about being called a try hard at work. It just looks more magical when you're able to get your work done early, pulling your own weight with time to spare. You know what I mean? I mean, because people start looking at you like, well, damn, if I stayed at work 16 hours a day. I can get that done too. Right. That guy must not have a life. You know, why is he trying to show us up by being at work all day long? Why don't he just do his job like everybody else? Yeah, he's he's a tryhard. There you go. You can call people tryhards at work too. All right, so it's not just a gaming term. Like effort shame them. <laughs> That's what it is. You're effort shaming I think people. You just, yeah, you just coined a new one, dog. Effort, effort shaming. shaming? Yeah. Yeah, man. I've never heard that one before. There you Congratulations. go. Congratulations. You got another one. Try hard. I did, I'm going to say I didn't even try to do that. No, dog. You on, you on the podcast, coining terms. You try hard. Get out of here, man. It was nothing, man. <laughs> I didn't. It was nothing, huh? It was okay. nothing, man. So the OG talked about how in the caveman days, a human's first idea of power was sudden activities of nature, like lightning, lighting up the sky from complete darkness of night or volcano eruptions. There was no planning, no practicing for that. And we as humans, even though we were cavemen, were in awe because of that sudden display of power and then our lack of ability to try to create that same event with such effortlessness, right? How he so know now that? we've gotten to the huh? How he know that? <laughs> How you know what the caveman was feeling? I mean, because we're still in awe. You ain't never seen lightning light up the sky. You'd be like, damn, it lit up. As a matter of fact, that just happened to me. I just came from Texas. And by the way, it was like it was about to be a thunderstorm. And and Houston floods just as fast as you fill up your sink with water. They flood over every damn thing. Are they are they under below sea levels or something? I don't know the details because I don't live there. But we were in about dish. We were we were right outside of San Antonio. So we had like a five-hour drive to get through, you know, to get to Houston and past Houston. Okay. And so my wife wanted to wake up early and leave, and I wasn't really for it. I was like, look, we're going to leave at she 8 a.m. Like, she, she trying hard. She being a yeah, try hard. We're going to leave at 8 a.m. like we discussed. That's what we're doing. She woke me up at like 4 in the morning with this, man. So I'm like, 
nah, I'm going back to sleep. We stick into the plan. And at about 5.15 in the morning, the thunder was so loud, it woke me up. And when I woke up, I like looked at the window because that's where it was coming from. And the lightning lit up the entire sky. And okay. I was like, geez, Louise, like, how did that happen? I mean, I know how a little bit about how lightning works, but just imagine cavemen in those days. So I brought that whole long story up to bring that back around. Imagine cavemen who have no idea of science and how that works and lightning is turning darkness into bright light. I mean, they might have known. They might have been like, oh, actually, it's just um, the cold air. <laughs> coming in um, to uh, come into contact with the warm air and then if there's a high pressure flow um, from the northern uh, western uh, hemisphere hemisphere, and that's what causes (laughs) lightning right nah nah I don't think they was on that take that so so smart a caveman can do it yeah yeah (laughs) so we've gotten to a place now in the 21st century where we kind of can recreate some of these actions but our contraptions they require maintenance. They need oil. They need computers. They need a lot of brain power. Allegedly. And that display of effort kills the entire ex- experience. Allegedly. Yeah, I, ha- I, have the, I have that theory that our cars really don't need gas. Like, that's oh, just like, like, it's, it's like, like a... Uh, it's a placebo, bro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, they cut the cars off. They, they, they teach your car. To cut off at the 300 miles just because they want us to keep spending our money. But I think, <laughs> I, think, I think they really probably could go without gas. That's just mine. Dude, the hackers would have been and hacked into that by now, bro. All right. <laughs> they would have fixed that up by now. They not try, They trying not to be tryhards. No, who wants to step up and solve that mystery? Then all the hacker friends are going to call them a tryhard. You know what? I'm glad you just said that because that brings me up to my next point. You know what the problem is? Is that humans, they naturally are credit snatchers. They will do anything to get some recognition or some credit. They have to let the world know how hard they work in or how much blood, sweat, and how many tears it took to get to that you know to that victory or mm-hmm. to get them to that level or to get that task done you know they're looking for someone to say wow or whoa you really did that either that or they want the sympathy like wow you you really put that many hours in those comments gratify us and that gratification makes us look unconfident when we're going to go seek for that it makes us look unconfident okay um so do, just like I, I, you were saying, just like you were saying just now, just like you were saying just now, people want that credit, man. People got to hear it. They got to hear that they did a good job. They need that yeah. pat on the back. They need people to know what they were doing. Yeah. See, that's why I told you that I think we need like a credit whoring too. Part two. Yeah. Like we have on to the, have on that the podcast on the podcast. I think we have to revisit that conversation because I mean, I kind of want my credit. Like if I worked hard. And, like, nobody acknowledges that because of this hard work you did, you just saved us a million dollars. Like, pat me on my back. I mean, I don't I don't feel like that's too much to ask for. But I can say that for our credit horror number uh, part two uh, <laughs> conversation. Yep, yep. We can say that. But at the, at the end of the day, you know that that million dollars was a big deal. Or you know when you cooked that meal that it was good. Everybody ate it. But you're going around asking people, so how'd it taste? Was it good? Did you like it? 
Did I put enough salt on there? Yeah, man, because I stayed up all night looking at that recipe. And then, oh, man, it took me like three hours to make that pancake batter. But see, there's a compliment. There, there's a term for that. And they have compliments to the chef just for that very reason. Okay. I mean, like people, the chefs want their credit. That makes you look insecure, though, when you have to ask for the compliment, though. When Is you it? have to... When you have I guess to go around ask and it. asking people, hey, so yeah. Uh, so how was it, everything? You can't say no, how was everything? It, how is, no, how is everything is fine. It's like, hey, how is everything? And when people say, oh, yeah, it's good. But that's not good enough for most people. They got to ask more. So uh, did I salt it well enough? Or was it too greasy? Yeah, because I, I had to be careful with that. You know, I did something a little bit different this time. This time what I did was, and then you start going all the detail that nobody cares about. And... You look insecure. You look like you're not confident. Or it looks like you're trying to get better because you want to critique. Right? You know what? There's a time for critiques, though. You don't get the critiques when you're making the dinner for everybody at the party. You get the critiques when you're around people who know how to critique the food. True. There's there's a session for that. There's a time for that. Okay. Anyway, it just makes it look like you're trying too hard. Being a try hard. Exactly. Being a try hard. And the yeah, OG make, also tells make us. Make the spaghetti like this all the time. <laughs> oh, man, this, man, I just threw that thing together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the OG also tells us to learn to control the need to want to be a blabbermouth because the effects usually give the opposite of what we expect. And I think what he was getting at when he was talking about being a blabbermouth is just when people, they feel like they have to tell you how hard they work to get it done. How hard they, how much time it took them to do it. How they didn't get any sleep. I stayed up to 3.30 this morning to get this work done. Did you know? Man, I didn't get any sleep. And then I was up at 5 because I had to go to the gym. So technically, I only got an hour and a half of sleep. And I worked out. So, whew, I'm one tired cookie. Yeah, and Diddy, Diddy to used that. to do that, right? He used to do this no sleep campaign that he was going on for a long time. Making it seem like it was cool that he wasn't sleeping. <laughs> like dude yeah, you're killing yourself you taking years like like days off your life every time you don't sleep and only get an hour of sleep or whatever yeah that's true it's even worse like when people be bragging about the stuff that they're doing to kill themselves right. like man all i drink is alcohol i don't even drink water i drink man i wake up and i go get me a beer and that's all i do all day long it's like, bro, you you killed like me. Like uh, I had went through that phase where I was drinking just Hennessy and water. Oh, okay. So I mean, well, I was still drinking water. You was kind of countering it though. It was good. Mm, it was like a three to one ratio. Water. Oh, okay. To, you you had it. You had it figured out scientifically yeah. like that. Yeah, three yeah. to one. <laughs> so I wouldn't. So fall the OG that also talks about the effortless appearance of your talent gives you power because it scares people and just think about this if he actually tried or she was actually trained how good would she be and i mean think about it this way man alan iverson if he really went to practice dude might have been better than kobe but practice like we talking about practice yeah if he actually would have did it actually i just actually was wearing my alan iverson socks today that's kind of funny. Oh, you were? Yeah. Did you practice? Nah, I ain't practice nothing. Oh, okay. You got to do it in true AI spirit. 
Uh, this reminds me. There's there's a show I've been watching. You got to watch this. Um, it's called One Punch Man. Okay. And basically, <laughs> this is the ultimate Law Thirty like pra- pra- practitioner, <laughs> because as the name implies, it's, it's a it's an anime, and this guy just punches people with one punch and destroys them. And so, how many times can you do that before the show gets old, bro? Well, basically what happens is there's these other people who aren't as strong who, you know, they'll try to weak, you know, they'll try to fight this uh, this monster or whatever. And they just get beat down and he just comes in and just like knocks them out. And so like, does he does he dance around first? Or like, does he nah, like, he's so he's so unimpressed. He's like, uh, I need to go pick up some some soy sauce from the from the market. Let me let's just get this over with, and he'll just punch him and be like, "All right, you made me late," and that's it. You know, I'm like, ah oh, man, the store is closed now. I can't get my soy sauce. Like that's that's how effortless he is about this stuff. Okay, so <laughs> One Punch Man it's on it's on Netflix right now. Great show, great 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 show. All right, now it's time for the reversal. Now the OG warns us. Don't look like you're working really hard to conceal your work because at that time you're starting to look paranoid and it looks like you're taking the game too seriously. So you want to keep this level of secrecy. You want to keep it lighthearted. You want to be able to joke about it. You want to be able to keep a smile on your face. Don't try to hoard all of your ideas and make it so serious to where you can't be friendly. Okay. That's not the aim. And also, depending on your audience... Your, your people that like you or love you or want to see you, they may be interested in your process. Or the people that you work with, they may be interested in your process overall. So it may get to a point where people would love to see how you go through that creative process or that process for doing whatever you do. You know, like a Kanye West, he's a perfectionist, right? And nobody wants to see him go through. You would think nobody wants to see him go through trying to create a sample for a beat and him going over and over and over and over and over again on this beat for three hours. But at some point in time, you know, maybe we would like to sit in on that process. So you got to know how to do it and know when to do it. Don't do it just to take the credit. You got to know your audience. Don't do it just to show off on how great you are. Do it as like a token of your appreciation or that you're doing your fans or your listeners or whoever you have or the people around you a favor and nobody wants to see how that hot dog is made is basically what you're saying yeah basically nobody wants to so this entire show and this i guess could be a second translation was about nobody wants to see how the hot dog is made but you know what there is a small subgroup of people who love to watch how it's made you know that tv show how it's made how stuff works and all that so you can you can show that small group of you can show that group of people how it's made but just make sure you're paying attention to what you're showing them. Don't show it to them to show, hey, look how smart I am and how I created this idea to make a hot dog. And it takes me 10 hours to do it and I don't get any sleep. You show it to them. It's like, hey, check this out. I even let you in on a little bit of how I make this happen. And this is I, where the magic happens. And I have a little um, a second little part to add to that translation. And that's basically that I feel like one of the places where a try hard is appreciate it 
isn't magic. Um, the OG did reference Houdini in in yep. this law, and he kind of mentioned this a little bit too. But basically, with magic, we kind of want to see them struggle. We want to see that guy trying to escape that the, that that chain, and he's locked in a box, and the box is about to blow up. We want to see him struggle all the way to the last minute before he escapes, because in that case, in the in this in this magic guy's uh, case, or I guess he's a magician, not a magic guy, <laughs> but it's kind of that those the that drama that that brings of somebody struggling. It's they're at the edge, you know. The audience at the is at the edge of their seats, and he's using that or this law in reverse to make him more powerful and seem a lot more uh, um, skilled. That's a pretty hot take on that. That's a pretty hot take on that. You're right. Because people do want to feel like it took you some time and it's oohs and ahs. People do want to feel like that versus you just making it so effortless. Like, like just think about the UFC fights and you or a boxing match. You've been waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> right. and waiting for this fight. And then they get in the ring, and in 10 seconds, you knock them out. I mean, you did make it look effortless, but geez Louise, man, at least give me a little bit of my money's worth. The fans you know mad. <laughs> the fans get mad when that happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was effortless to you, but you can also make it look effortless by dancing around a little bit, acting like you're struggling a bit, and then knocking the person out. Give me more than the 10 seconds, though. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. All right, guys. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we do encourage you to go and get your own copy of Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. And you can get the audiobook like we're listening to, or you can get that old traditional paper, hard, touchable book that we don't have. <laughs> because, you know... We have to support Robert Greene because he's always trying to ball out with something, right? So, I've heard, so I've heard that he recently just got one of those Coke freestyle machines. Now oh, okay. I know what you're. Th- I know what you're thinking. Like that ain't that balling. Yeah, man, I might save us some money and get one of those myself. But he's a, he's a, he's he's a modest guy sometimes, but it's balling. I mean, he could have just got a regular soda machine but he got the freestyle joint so he got like 300 options yeah or 100 awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah you ain't got one you ain't seen nobody with a freestyle machine in their house they barely nah. mcdonald's don't even got them yet so nah i've never i've never uh seen that in anyone's home but uh i'm gonna talk to robert green i'm gonna whisper in his ear and tell him yo, yo dog you need to get the freestyle machine with beer though okay you know what I'm saying? With the strawberry he's gonna beer? One up me. He, he's he's going to one-up me, and he's going to say he's going to get a freestyle machine with Ace of Spades in it. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, okay. And I know that's what he's going to do because that's always how he is. But we still support him anyway. You know what I'm saying? And just because you get his book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like you listening to us doesn't mean you don't need him anymore. Robert Greene is like... He's like creole crawfish stew okay and we're like the steamed fluffy white rice sure that stew was delectable by itself 
but we complement his books. I mean, we turn that thing from a, a crawfish stew into a crawfish etouffee. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. that's that's what we do. We we complement that thing. Yeah, it's like he's that delicious rotisserie chicken. Okay. And we're like that great value hot sauce. <laughs> Shout out to Great Value. They came up twice in the episode. Doug. But that's stop. that's the good stuff though. Stop it with the great value. No, we're like the up and up, bro. Come certain on. Certain things certain things from great value are good. You're not good. beating up and up. Up and up is the target brand. Come on, man. Well the hot I mean, sauce excuse is good. me. The the Target brand. Well the hot sauce is good. All right. All right, All right. so so. <laughs> so next week we have uh, Law Thirty One, which is control the options, get others to play with the cards you deal. All right, mm-hmm. hey man, that's how you win those poker tournaments. You got to play with your cards. That's right. All right, so um, also you can reach out. To, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, you can reach out to us. We have an Did email. You just say wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> there was a time when you despised that. And now you're just doing it on the fly. Go I ahead. I think I finish, said, dog. wait a minute. I'm sure I no, said, wait No, you did not. Play it back. Go rewind it, listeners. Right. Hit that 15 second skip back. All right. Yeah. You said, wait a minute. Okay. You can email us, the corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. The corporate streets at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on um, Twitter. We're not on Instagram because this is a podcast. We don't have no pictures to show for real. And uh, yeah, I say we had Law 31. Okay, I already told you about Law 31. Uh, Check out our podcast. We have a podcast we do every week. And on that podcast, we talk about soft cups. We talk about missing women. We talk about um, people who mama mamas call in and leave voicemails we talk about okay. all kinds of stuff yeah right. go check right. that out yep alright so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast this is the Powercast for people who rock their Yeezy Boost 350 Belugas and then they be like what these old things <laughs> they doing it big huh Man, nah, I mean these I mean these my play shoes. Dog, I woke up like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, let's cut the grass in these shoes, man. These old things. In the belugas? <laughs> they just belugas. That's what Robert Green be saying, bro. No That's big Robert deal. <laughs> yeah. Alright, y'all peace. Yep, peace. Enrich your life, attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street Powercast, Powercast, Powercast. Powercast. Powercast.